The opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice. Thanks for tuning in to Brothers on Law on Go Country 105. I'm Larry Mandel. And I'm Rob Mandel. And we've been trial attorneys here in Los Angeles for over 40 years. On our show, we will discuss current events, talk about legal issues, and have some very entertaining guests stop by. So stay tuned every week for Brothers on Law right here on Go Country 105. Well, welcome back, everybody. We're Brothers on Law, and I'm Larry Mandel. I'm Rob Mandel. And we're here today, and we're welcoming back uh, our uh, brain injury, brain disease expert, neurologist, Dr. Daniel France, and one of our clients who suffered a traumatic brain injury, Ramon Ray Urudia. Welcome, welcome back, gents. Welcome, guys. So we were talking last week about how... You know, when Larry and I were kids, we're running around all over the place on skateboards, on bicycles, on mini bikes, no helmets. No one knew really the significance of a concussion, of a brain injury. I mean, I think if it was like, uh, you know, something that was blatant where there was the skull was cracked or something, then then people understood it. But otherwise, they really didn't have a good understanding. And I got to tell you that I think there was a a very courageous football star who, and we were talking about beasts on the field, right, Ray? Uh-huh. Right? This guy was a major beast. I can't even remember what team. I think it was, was the Oakland Raiders. Ste- no. Oh, it might have been that or the Steelers. Um, oh, it was the Raiders? I think it was the Lyle. Raiders. Lyle, Lyle. Alzado. Yeah. And he ended up getting brain cancer, as I recall. And as he was dying, he told the, the world that he believes that his underlying brain pathology, whatever he was suffering from, was the result of repeated insults to the brain in football and that it was a highly under-reviewed or you know, overlooked situation and that, that professional football needed to take a big look at that. Right. And that's and, a junior sale. Well, th- th- this is years and years before, before. Junior Seo or the, the movie Concussion. This is, I want to say, this is like 25 years ago that this fellow made that statement as he was losing his life. And, yeah, but you mentioned uh, Junior Seo, and that, of course, has put just a, you know, a b- much bigger, brighter spotlight on this Impact situation. on this, yeah. So, uh, but anyway... Um, Ray, tell, tell us, you know, so, you know, again, we were talking about how you had uh, some concussions as a, a young football player, but then had this big fall where Larry and I represented you. Right. And um, so how did you deal, and you were talking about, hey, I couldn't re- you know, remember things, I was irritable, I was depressed, and you're still struggling with some of those issues years later, Right. Um, so what, what did you do? Um, well, first off, I would say that, you know, find my faith, found my faith, I guess, um, along the way, um, pretty much, you know, found a church that I got connected with, uh, 
you know, family. I had a big support system with my family. Without them, you know, this this would have this journey, you know, this so important this animal that I that I that I went through. I, I wouldn't have been able to go through it without the support system that I had, the friends too, you know, the people that stayed with me along this this road. Um, I mean, you guys, my my rock stars, my heroes, you know, representing me. I like me. that. I'll part. take that. I'll take yeah. that. No, Any day sure. of the week. You know, for sure. And that this was, guy right here. Yeah. This Dr. Dan, Dan is, you know, because, you know, if you're doing, uh, you're, you're wrestling with that animal, as you put it, both from a medical standpoint and a legal standpoint, you need a good... Uh, medical uh, expert on your team, right. like yeah. like like Dan France, somebody who specializes in right. traumatic brain injuries, is like Dr. France, right? And Absolutely. so, Ray, when you're going through this journey and trying to rehabilitate yourself, what do you do? I mean, um, I mean, just take it day by day, take it day by day. Um, definitely, I mean, I got connected with some um, stuff within. Uh, my medical providers, you know, so I was getting the extra counseling, um, you know, that I needed uh, as far as school I was getting the extra help that I needed to, to function in the classroom. And like I said, but the biggest thing has just been like my support system. And I consider, you know, all of you guys along the way too. just my support system really kind of carried me through this. I, I can't say that it was all on the back of my own, you know, my own strong will it was everybody else you know it but was, you were motivated because you went back you went to junior college yeah you waited a year yeah to kind of heal right and then you you enrolled in junior college right and you had what some type of program that assisted you i did i did so right now i'm depend uh, <laughs> i'm uh, taking classes at norco community college and uh, they have a disability resource center so um, a year after my accident, it was just one of those things, being stuck at home, it was killing me. And I, so um, I had to do something. And so I attempted this thing called college that I never thought that I would do. And, you know, I, I was getting the extra help that I needed. You know, started off taking one class a semester, two classes a semester, kind of picking up the pace. Um, and just, you know, just that, that was kind of my sanctuary, just going to college. Um, at home, I was the kid that struggled with the brain injury. And my family would like, you know, you know, walk on pins and needles, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. And then, they wouldn't know what you were going to be the next day. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, yeah. It was gonna Dr. Be. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, but, right. And then at school, you know, I was whoever I wanted to be. And that was like my place of comfort because nobody knew my story. And as long as I just kind of stayed in my own lane and did my own thing, I was okay. Okay, because nobody, you know, nobody came in conflict with that. But yeah, yeah. you're kind of targeted my, though to what complete your yeah right now. So AA right now degree? I'm studying. Yeah, right now I'm studying with the the criminal justice department and hopefully see where that carries me. But yeah, that's the ultimate so goal. So awesome, yeah, man. Never changed. So proud of you. Yeah, I'll tell sure, you that for sure. So Dr. Dan, how do we get a person like Ray? from that terrible dark place that he was to this much better place that he's talking about? What are the things that you and your and the people at your disposal can do to get him there? Sure. In some way, I, I feel like Ray could teach a master class on how to recover from a TBI because he just outlined all of the major points that I hope to have a patient um, hit. So family support, uh, is huge. That social social support um, is so vital for recovering, and unfortunately, not not everyone has such a tightly knit family yeah. that Ray did. So we sometimes try to, you know, cobble together, 
you know, family and friends to help out. And it's very difficult for them to often understand how patient they need to be um, with someone who's got the irritability and the personality change and to have to wait it out. So that's one key point. Um, another one is just the internal motivation. Um, the fact that Ray was listening to his symptoms, that there were some months where he was out of commission, that's very normal after a head trauma. You know, so essentially the, during that time, the brain is healing itself. And in some ways, we may feel like our brain is very dull and, you know, hardly functioning. But in reality, behind the scenes, the brain is hyperactive, you know, and reconnecting all those damaged circuits that happen after a traumatic brain injury. We're Larry and Rob Mandel, the brothers-in-law, here on Go Country 105. Do you have a legal issue you need help with? We want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram and send us a message. Then tune in on Saturdays at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105. And so part of the treatment is the protocol is uh, speech therapy, which I know Ray attended, right? And how does that interact with healing, the healing process? Well, that, that is, that's also called cognitive therapy, yeah. right? Absolutely. So he, he is, uh, unfortunately, it's a small minority of... Uh, of patients who get the appropriate kind of cognitive behavioral and speech therapy that Ray got. And in uh, Southern California, we have a couple of great centers, and he ended up at Casa Colina, which is a nationally uh, renowned center for neuro, neuro rehabilitation. And he took advantage of that. And that can help to, you know, again, reset those circuits and help to slowly train them back up into functioning. Yeah, yeah. We're lucky to have that kind of that level of facility here in Southern California. And fortunately for Ray, even though, I mean, it was in Pomona and you lived in uh, the, uh, Elsinore, uh, Lake, Lake Elsinore. Elsinore. So it was still a trek, but it wasn't completely out of the question. And, and you got, you didn't get enough of that as I recall, but you got, you got some and, and it helped, didn't it? It really? helped. Yeah, for sure. And also enough to realize that there was a problem, too. Like, you yeah, know, I mean, yeah. when I was going through the testing and stuff, like, you know, because I guess through this whole process, I like to think that, you know, I'm okay. I, I got it. You, you know, were in denial at exactly, times. Exactly. And so then my mom kind of, you know, pushed me to, you know, get my butt into that place. And I was like, man, maybe there is something going on up here. So and you I mean, had a hotline yeah, to me sure. and Rob. Of course. Yeah. Right? Of course. Yeah. And. And talking about family and family support, we felt like you were part of our family. <laughs> and we would go out to your house and talk to you right. and, and actually go over the case. And that was all part of our representation right. to get to know you and the family on a more human level. Right. I think that that is the ultimate importance in dealing with um, someone who has a case, too. Now, now not everybody has a case associated with their brain injury. Maybe they were just, you know, the victim of too many hits on the football field or, you know, slipping in their own bathroom or something like that or or uh, some other type of pathology that can cause a brain uh, dysfunction. What, what, what other kinds of things are similar to a traumatic brain injury, uh, Dr. Dan? Well, there are degenerative conditions such as de dementias, Alzheimer's, for example, and I wouldn't put them in the same category, but those are other areas of brain dysfunction that we're starting to understand a little bit better. Yeah, and it's devastating because my father-in-law has Alzheimer's, and and so, but he gets a lot of family support as we're talking about. My wife uh, sees him and interacts with him, and 
we've seen uh, I've seen quite a deterioration over the years and it's so sad you just go I'm sure doc it's like these different levels and he's at the most or almost the most severe level at this time are there treatments that are similar though for people who have had like a stroke or have the Alzheimer's or other forms of dementia as uh uh, for someone who's had a traumatic brain injury who might be younger and, younger and healthier and have a, a better shot at recovery? Or how does that all play out? I guess you could say that the the family support aspect, the changing the environment, changing, you know, being accepting of the limitations and working around them, all of the things that Ray did, slowly getting back into his uh, community college and have, you know, and slowly getting back into friends, finding new social supports through through church. That's very similar to in a, a dementia scenario, we look for similar, you know, working within the parameters of the disability, how do we help to support them and do rehabilitation to maximize their potential? Yeah, there's no magic pill, but like for instance, in it's my all situation, work. Yeah, it's right? work. It's right, Ray? It's like a, a pile of work right, to no, get absolutely. yourself well. For the Alzheimer's patient or dementia, there's there's a, just so much you can do though, right? I mean, there's um, family support, but as the disease progresses, um, is there anything that can be done as it progresses to stop the progression? At this point, we really don't have that that key, you know, intervention, you know, and I, I think with time, we're starting to understand the importance of a multitude of factors. We think Alzheimer's is maybe not just a, a single gene mutation, but rather, you know, affects a lifetime of poor sleep, um, not taking care of our health in general, you know, eating poorly can all contribute in general to an eventual degeneration. So it's, unfortunately, I think with Alzheimer's, we're never going to find that, that one intervention to fix it. Have you suffered or been injured by someone else's negligence? When you need a legal team that will stand up for what is right, won't give up the fight and obtain justice, call 818-886-6600. Mandel Trial Lawyers specializes in personal injury cases of all types. Whether it's a car accident, product or premises liability, dog bite, or a catastrophic injury, Mandel Trial Lawyers are there for you when the fight is worth it. Call now for your free consultation, 818-886-6600. Let the scales of justice tip in your favor. Hey, if you missed any part of this show or you just want to hear it again, go to brothersonlaw.com for all of our previous shows and all things Brothers on Law. With the traumatic brain injury, there are tools. And um, let's but, talk about uh, those tools. Well, but, but, but it, I guess that would also depend on the level of traumatic brain injury, right? Because I've seen people with. Uh, what, what's called anoxic brain injury, which I'm sure you're well which is, familiar with. Which is what, Rob? Deprivation of oxygen to the brain. And and I and I and my understanding is that's a much more global effect on the brain. Uh, and, and so I've seen people in that condition that are either vegetative or semi-vegetative. I think there's a point of no return where the brain is so damaged that it can't repair itself. But uh, on the other hand, in a case like Ray's, we can see, you know, firsthand the uh, capacity for the brain to essentially heal itself. So our job in general is, you know, as physicians and therapists isn't necessarily to go in and 
flip a switch and make a little change, you know, fix the brain externally. We're just trying to support uh, the patient so that they have the best chance of essentially healing their own brain. I see, you know, in our case in handling for Ray, the other side was criticizing Ray for excelling in school yeah. and doing something with his life. But in those to, two classes that he gets yeah. a pile of help with, and no offense to you, Ray, but I mean, you had a lot of help. And, uh, uh, but, but you were, uh, dedicated. I mean, you were like, it was your, your, uh, sole focus to do something positive, right? But the irony of that is that that was probably a good therapeutic approach. Is that correct, Doc? I mean, to be honest, if I could, if I could distill and bottle what, you know, that kind of uh, willpower that a patient like Ray has, I mean, that, that is the key ingredient that often is missing so that uh, that desire to overcome is something that you know as a as a physician who deals with a lot of traumatic brain injury I feel that I'm essentially a cheerleader trying to help you know people um, go after their goals and when someone kind of inherently has goals that they're working towards that is such a important you know it's it's important for all of us but especially after a traumatic brain injury it's it you know it's key to really getting better. And, you know, if they, and again, as in Ray's case, if you've had a traumatic brain injury as a result of someone else's wrongdoing and you want to pursue that legal action, which you should, you know, in, in Ray's situation, I think it really turned for, for him in a large way when we got Dr. Dan on board because you were able to paint that picture and show how, hey, once you damage this part of the frontal lobe, that there's some major challenges. And, and, and you have this incredible knack of putting it all in very understandable terms and yet not letting go of the very, very um, extraordinary and technical science behind it. What, what, why do you, how would you uh, explain that to our listeners? What did you just say, though? What did I just <laughs> I'm say? I'm just kidding, Rob. <laughs> I have no idea what <laughs> yeah, I just said. But go ahead, Doc. No, no, I'm, I I'm talking about in terms of playing that role, not just as someone, hey, I'm, I'm going to try and help this uh, person medically. I'm going to try and help them neurologically. But I'm also going to try and help other people like judges like jurors like the defense who may have Educate. a very thick head right uh as to why in the world is this so significant and so important to have a uh an advocate yeah, well right? well to have a future care and to have an understanding of how damaging this is so how how are you able to do that and why is that so important well, I, I think part of it is that our understanding of how the brain works is, you know, expanding essentially every day. We have a much clearer understanding of what the different circuits in the brain in the frontal lobes that were essentially damaged in Ray's case were. So to kind of demystify what how the brain works, especially in these um, in these circuits, is really key. And to understand what you know, the potential of recovery, but also what is lost and what, you know, will probably need ongoing lifelong uh, intervention to, to maximize. So part of it is really 
just you know combining basic science and and you know essentially make it so that everyone can understand and it's not it's not essentially that complicated our brain is in many ways like a like a computer a and circuit we, board it's right it's a circuit board and yeah. after a head trauma you know the the hardware can be um, damaged but also the software is isn't working and so when i'm seeing a patient who's got uh, a lot of issues with sleep and you know, planning, memory, um, mood. I'm speaking a lot about how how can we change the the software, and that's where the rehabilitation really comes into play. And essentially, the behaviors. What we do all day is in a way training the brain. So the fact that he was not always wanting to get up in the morning and put the shoes on and get in the car and go to community college, but did it anyway was a way was in a very big way a brain training exercise. Stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and of course, brothersonlaw.com. My point was, not every doctor, even there's fantastic doctors out there, are willing to jump into someone's case and help them uh, basically uh, win their case. Yeah, but also to explain it. Yeah, ex- and as and, a communicator, who, well, who have that ability to, to explain it, but are willing to to go that extra effort and go that extra mile for someone. Why? Why do you do that? Well, I I suppose I I don't feel that you know in general in in medicine we get the training to understand things like uh, you know psychological issues and neurologic issues and and also you know what I love is just to get to know someone as a human being. And you know, empathize and use my training and my expertise to uh, you know the best of my ability to improve their lot in life. And you know, I guess I would uh, suspect you know expect that most doctors would want to do that. I just think we're we're not quite as sophisticated yet in our training, and that's one of my career goals is to bring you know neuroscience more into general knowledge and. From you know teaching my kids uh, middle school class uh, about the brain to you know getting out in the public and doing a little bit more um, education about how the brain works, what happens when it you know there's a problem like this, and what to do to make it better. And it's so important because as you were saying before, especially in that frontal lobe area, I mean that's who you are. You know, I mean I think we we love this idea that there's a soul and the soul is you know but 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 I think and and we may never ever know the, where the soul emanates from but we do know that who we are and how we behave and how we interact with people and our basic personalities reside in our brain and if you you know scramble that you injure it you hurt it somehow that's going to have a uh, misfire yeah, that's going to diminish who you are, at least on as other people perceive you. And that, that can be really gut-wrenching and heartbreaking. Well, and Dr. Dan was prepared to testify at our trial and explain Very prepared. This. Yeah. He did testify. Yeah. He gave deposition testimony that was rocking. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, really, and he brought uh, it home as to yeah. how Ray is affected and how he can be affected in the future and how he can cope with that and overcome some of these problems and disabilities. Right, right. And so for you, Ray, you know, what does it feel like to have that behind you? 
Man, it's a big monkey off my back. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It's a little more easier now to tie my shoes in the morning and get out of bed. Yeah. I mean, along with everything else, I mean, I mean, just just getting over that big monster of a case, it's it's been an awesome feeling. Definitely I feel like I can move forward in my with my life without feeling, you know, like there's conditions or you know, I can just be whoever I want, you know, and do whatever I want and, and continue with my goals, finish school, transfer out, you know, start my career, you know. I mean, that's... Because you want to go to a four-year college, don't That's you? my ultimate goal. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, so we started this case in, uh, what year was it, 2000, 2015? Or 2016, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, early. 2016. Yeah, 2016. So I started school in 2017. So, yeah, I mean, I, while we've been going to this case, I've been going to school. So uh, my two years is up. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to apply uh, next semester. So I'm super stoked to find out where my final location is. So. Wow, and we're so super stoked for you, brother. Yeah, yeah thank I'll you. Thank you guys. Yeah. Hey, I tell you what, folks, uh, if anyone out there has had a traumatic brain injury or knows someone who does, has a loved one or someone like that in that similar situation, give us a call. We'll talk to you. We'll figure out if uh, there is some recourse like we were able to do for Ray. Yeah. We'll probably bring in Dr. Dan to help. And you can call us at our number anytime, 818 886 Six six zero zero. Yeah, and you're not going to know unless you call us, and That's we're right. here to help. Hey, we want to have a little fun. Can we ever have just a little bit of fun? We've been we, we've had two weeks now of seriousness. I want to have a little yeah. fun. So I want to ask you guys a true or false question. Okay, so this is for uh, we're I'm going to ask Dan and uh, Ray to weigh in on this. If you're in Illinois. And you're under the age of 21, you can still drink alcohol legally, but you must be enrolled in some kind of cooking class or culinary program to do that. What do you think? Is that true or false? What do you think? Uh, we'll start with Ray. That's so funky. It has to be true. Okay. <laughs> it has to be true. All right. What I'm going think? with Ray. All right. <laughs> it sounds. You know what it sounds like, though, Rob, before you tell us? Yeah. It sounds kind of European. Like, you know, you can have your wine yeah. if you're under 21, right. as long as you're eating cheese well, at the same time. If you're eating in the bathroom, you're European. So, okay. uh, it's, it's true. true. Okay. Or, it is down. true. Yeah. I'm moving to All Illinois. Right. <laughs> I have a feeling that's probably true in any state, but, but who knows. Yeah. All right, so I think it's about time we check the Mandel message box. Right, Larry? Let's check the Mandel message box. Hey, brothers on law. This is Sherry from Westchester. I was wondering what the statute of limitations is to sue someone over a physical altercation. I have pictures and a hospital report from the event. Thanks. Love the show. And uh, so we want to respond to uh, Sherry and from Westchester. Right. And uh, a filler in on the uh, limitations issue that she, she just asked about. Larry. Yeah. If there's an injury, it's governed by the two-year statute of limitations in the state of California. So well, for that kind of injury, right? That she's talking personal about. injury. She's uh, so a physical altercation. Right. She's got pictures and a hospital report. The problem with that is so just remember that two-year limitations uh, period. But the the more uh, problematic issue there is that somebody who is intentionally hurting you is not likely to be insured because There's, the insurance covers negligent. Acts, not intentional towards right. intentional now, acts. Now, sometimes there is a, a kind of a, a gray area there and an overlap 
So um, that person who may have uh, instigated the altercation and, and injured Sherry uh, may be uh, covered by their homeowner's insurance still, even though there, it was an altercation as opposed to a pure accident. Right. So she shouldn't just let it go, uh, depending on the level of injury especially. So mm-hmm. uh, Sherry, you know, keep Follow us up, in mind. Give us a you, call. You can give us a call. We'll, we'll talk to you about that. We're Larry and Rob Mandel, the brothers-in-law, here on Go Country 105. Do you have a legal issue you need help with? We want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram and send us a message. Then tune in on Saturdays at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105. Hey, if you missed any part of this show or you just want to hear it again, go to brothersonlaw.com for all of our previous shows and all things Brothers on Law. So, um... Is it time to wrap up, Rob? Uh, you know what, God, I, I do hate to say goodbye to, to, our to Ray Arudia and, and uh, Daniel France, uh, neurologist. But I, I think it is uh, uh, getting to that time where we have to wrap, wrap up our show. And we really appreciate all of you tuning into this two-part series. It's very important. Yeah, and we we hope do, you learn something. <laughs> and we could, do a, we could do four more parts easily, you know, and maybe we will, you know, down the line. But we want to thank Ray and Dr. France for coming down to the show today. and we, We've really enjoyed having them on, the, on both of you on the show. Yeah, we have. To yeah, all I'd, our say, I'd say thanks for doing this. I think it's really important to get this it kind is. of information out. Yeah. You know, we need to all get more educated about head yeah. brain health. Absolutely. We, yeah. we agree. Thank you, guys. Anyway, to all our listeners, thank you for tuning in and check out our next week's show at the same time, 8 a.m. here on Go Country 105. And remember... Let the scales of justice tip in your favor. The opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice.